What's easier to give, a diamond ring or a life of devotion? A token of love or the actual love itself? And which one would you prefer to receive from your wife or husband? Well, today, in this episode, we discuss how God would answer this question. You are listening to the Wisdom for All of Life podcast. I am Brandon Neely, and this is a part of my teaching ministry at Christ Church of Acadiana. You know, I'm called by God as a minister of the gospel to teach and to help people get on the way of Christ and to stay on that way. And one of the ways I do that is by teaching the whole counsel of God, including the wisdom literature of Scripture, which is Proverbs, Job, Song of Solomon, and Ecclesiastes. Right now in this podcast, I'm in the book of Proverbs, and I hope it's been a blessing to you. I've most certainly grown from it and enjoyed it. And so without much further ado, let's get into our proverb. It's Proverb chapter 21, verse 3. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. What did you get your wife or your husband for your last anniversary? A big present, a big gift, some jewelry, or maybe a trip, right? Uh, Maybe a new car or something, or, or simply a card. Well, what if you buy an anniversary gift for your spouse, but you do so in the context of a cold, detached, and distant relationship? You're disinterested, you're distracted, you're unconcerned for her or his Uh, well-being, are unconcerned or distracted from them completely. Well, how do you think that anniversary gift would be received? Well, I would submit to you that it's not going to be received well. So the gift only has genuine meaning and is genuinely appreciated if given in the context of care and concern and a life of daily dedication, love, and kindness. If you treat your spouse like garbage, and then give them a gift here and there on special occasions, it's only going to be seen as some form of manipulation or or hypocrisy. And if a wife has to choose between which of these two things she'd want, habitual love, day in and day out, kindness and service, or an occasional big and elaborate gift, I can assure you any wife with any common sense whatsoever is going to choose the life of habitual love and kindness. Now, what about the Lord? Does He appreciate praise songs and motions of worship, prayers and hands lifted or knees bent down to Him in in worship? Does He enjoy financial gifts or acts of service? Does He enjoy these things when the life of the person, when the life of the offerer is one of disinterest, apathy, and distraction? No, the Lord hates, hates such gifts. If he had to choose, he would choose your regular, steadfast, habitual service and obedience over your occasional showy displays of religion. The sacrifice, the offering, whatever it is you're laying on the altar, money, time, service, the lips of praise and song, benevolence, care for the poor, tithing, standing up for what's right and just in this world, no matter what the offering is, even if you offer up your body on the stake. If it's laid on the altar while your life is characterized by a detachment from God and a disinterest from God and an apathy toward God, well, it is loathed and hated by God. He hates that. He's not needy. He doesn't need our little trinkets. No. What do you get for the girl who has it all, right? 
Well, what do you give to the God who's created everything? He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The heaven, the heavens are his throne and the earth is his footstool. Can we possibly offer him something that he needs so desperately? No. What he demands is our allegiance, our loyalty, our love, our kindness. These gifts are mere tokens of our appreciation, of our fealty and submission. Our gifts aren't needed. And if they're given in the context of apathy and disinterest and disobedience, not only does he not want it or need it, he hates it. He'd rather us just obey his laws, keep his commandments, follow Christ in all of life and in every area of life, and obey him in whatsoever he has commanded, as he has told us in his great commission. He would rather that. He would rather us just keep up our end of the covenant than go through all these showy, religious, emotional uh, whatevers. As the Proverbs tell us, he desires that we would do justice, right? And to do justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrificing everything. The greedy and the covetous man who gives his annual donation, this man loves money. Money is his God, but he gives his annual donation. Well, the Lord hates this. The disingenuous and the greedy minister who enables this behavior and continues to carry out the offerings, receiving them, and and then doing those follow-up dinners with the donors, the Lord hates all of that as well. The sexually promiscuous who sings their heart out in church while shacking up outside of the will of God, the Lord would rather you repent of your sin and obey Him than go through all these religious gyrations. And can I be real blunt here? God declares, I cannot endure iniquity in the solemn assembly. See, God wants a holy church. That's all He really wants for Christmas. That's all He really wants for His anniversary. He wants your deep down, genuine, heartfelt kindness and faithfulness. He doesn't want a big, giant, fancy necklace while you're cheating on Him on the side. He just wants His church to be obedient, just, and holy. A church that keeps the commandments and a church that engages in justice, this is what the Lord delights in. A church that um, engages in cathartic, therapeutic exercises and shrouds itself in, in smoke and lasers and, and engages in all manner of spectacular events with, with singing and swaying to the sounds of worship music. That church that's doing all of those things and giving all kind of money and standing up for the poor and caring for the poor and making the headlines, if they're not pure, if they're not being managed by overseers and not behaving justly, this the Lord hates. And a church that has, you know, that quaint family feel, and they know their Bibles really well, yet they don't live obediently to the Lord, well, this he hates that as well. He hates all styles of hypocrisy and demands that we turn and do justice. He demands that we obey his law, his statutes, and his rules. But, but pastor, doesn't the Lord desire sacrifices? Isn't he the one that instituted the sacrifices? Does he not call us to give our tithes and our free will offerings and to give up the first day of the week in adoration to him and in solemn rest, commemorating his resurrection and his new creation? Does he not call for these sacrifices? Well, of course he does. He wants us to honor him with our wealth and the first fruits of our income. He promises that if we do that, he's going to bring abundance into our lives. Yeah, he wants all of that, but he wants your life even more. 
He wants your heart and your mind and your soul even more. He longs for you more than anything to echo Jesus in the Gethsemane prayer. Nevertheless, thy will be done. You see, he wants the minor things like tithing, but he also wants the major things. We can't major on the minors and forget the majors. As Jesus said, the most important law is to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And what does this love mean? It means to obey him. As Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. See, the Pharisees tithed of their herb gardens, but they forgot the weightier matters of the law. Jesus says we've got to do the minor things, but we can't forget to do the major things as well. Things like love and justice and faithfulness. Nothing is to be undone. And we've got to major on the majors. Not forget any of them. God cannot be appeased by going through the motions, doing the externals. Nothing is going to make up for a backslidden life. We've got to run to him, trust and obey him. Trust all that he says, obey all that he says without picking and choosing. Right Now, it wouldn't be right if we didn't at least ask ourselves how we're doing with all of this. Where are we with this? Are we going through the motions? Are we making sure we keep the externals, doing the minor things of the law, like tithing and church attendance and singing worship songs? Those are the minor things. Those are the training wheels. But we can't forget justice, obedience to his law in, in every area of life. And if we're not doing well with this, listen, his blood is the shepherd's crook that can bring you back to him. His blood opens up a way back for you, opens up a way for a second chance. Turn to him, confess your sins and be forgiven. Return to him with full and wholehearted obedience and once again experience his delight and favor in your life. This has been another episode of the Wisdom for All of Life podcast. Remember, what does God want for the anniversary present for the Christmas gift? He wants your heart. He wants your mind. He wants your soul. He wants your all in all every day of your life. Let's give it to him. And if the Lord has called you, remember, he'll equip you for this. He'll protect you and he'll bless you along the way. Have a great day.